When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. It's Saturday, it's match day. I'm in on bars with a bunch of friends. One of them's Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi there, Russell. Russell? <laughs> Another one is Cordy. Hello, Cordy. Hello, Jane. <laughs> no, I'm not Jane. Sorry, hello, Russell. <laughs> That's an in-joke. Sorry, folks. Uh, okay, right, so we're, we're pre-match. We're going to go in about 15 minutes from this delightful establishment. But before we do, and get into the rest of our match day special stuff, let's have a quick rant, shall we, Alan? Man City last week. I went through it kind of more forensically last week, but neutrally. Now now it's time to rant to get a motive. But I'll let you have uh, first dibs on it. The Man City game. Talk it through. I'm fuming. <laughs> I'm fuming as well. Boo. Fucking boo. Boo. Fucking boo. Listen, I, I, back, in, back in the 70s, there was a movie called Rollerball. Uh, and oh, yeah. to, to me, to me, to me, it's, uh, the reason I, I'm fuming for two reasons. Uh, one is the fact that Harlem was allowed to do what he was, what he did. But secondly, because of the way the media seemed to kind of love the fact that he did what he did to score the goal. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Harlem. I mean, he's, he's an exo- exoskeleton android, basically. <laughs> and really. If you look to the way he went to went for Web Webster, he was he actually looked at Webster and he pushed him away with his arms. There's, there was absolutely no, there was definitely one hundred percent a foul. And I really do not understand. I'm more angry by the fact that the media, the pundits, seem to love it and they just wanted it to happen. Yeah. So they've accepted it as as given that that was fine. So move the clock forward one, two, three years. Are we are we saying that now? Football is going to be involved into this kind of rollable type of uh, no, situation. It, it, it depends on the team, Alan. <laughs> yeah, but, we can't do that. But if, but if he's allowed to do that, then our, our Premier League sides, or the top of the Premier League sides, are going to, going to try and get the young players to become this kind of uh, athletic, android, exoskeleton <laughs> type players. Are they going to start, start wearing... Um, Terminator. You know, wearing... Um, you know, collars and jaggies, armour on their arms to, to, to knock their players. I really don't understand. Let's get back to basic here. The, the, the decent media reported the game pretty fairly, by and large. I didn't read all of it, but it seemed like there was a measured approach to how the game panned out, what decisions were good, what decisions were bad. The pundits, and I, I've had a go at them before, and I'm really going to fucking have a go at them now. The pundits are a disgrace. They, they do not call it as it is. He fouled him. He fouled him. He put him 
on his ass, essentially. Well, he put him on his chest. The same difference. Um, and and it was given as as you said, matter of factly. Oh yeah, he just used his strength. He was yeah. clever. He was strong. It was a long ball forwards. He was quick to it. All of the stuff we've seen Haaland is good at. But the fact of the matter is, if you've got a player in the way, in this case Webster, if he had gone in and met him more uh, more forcefully, he would have got the penalty or a free kick or wherever it was yeah. in, in the position on the pitch. I think the only the only sport that I can think of off the top of my head that uh, is similar to is, is maybe ice hockey, where you know part of the game is actually you know a player will not the shit out. Yeah, they, they will yeah. knock some yeah. a player off, off the ball. <laughs> Yeah. to free the ball up for, for somebody else to get the ball so that's basically yeah. what it's like so, so uh, that, that was one issue the first penalty the, the, the penalty that wasn't given is one of those situations where you could say well okay it's um, if the ref had given it you would have accepted it but when you looked at it it could maybe gone the other way Yeah. no way should it have gone to VAR it wasn't it wasn't necessarily it wasn't clear and obvious it wasn't clear and obvious I think I suspect it may have been a foul but it wasn't clear and obvious so you had that first one then you had the the Harlan which we talked about the third, the, the other penalty for me was not a penalty. It's a joke. That's an absolute joke. And the, the, what, the thing that annoys me about it is that, that the referee Paulson had decided it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. And for Mason to look at it in slow motion yeah. and to conclude that it possibly could be a penalty and take it to the referee, that was the wrong thing. Yeah. They took ages to decide the wrong thing. Yes. That is a fatal flaw in VAR, yes. in my opinion. It's a fatal flaw with Lee Mason, who's a dickhead, yeah. and is, is an enemy of Brighton. Let's, let's be honest on it. He's an idiot. His career is over, in terms of refereeing, because he fucked up the West Brom game. And here he is now, sitting, presiding over VAR, and making the same decisions, to the same detriment, in a different capacity. Yeah, yeah. So, fuming, fuming. Fuming. And if, and if we didn't have those bad decisions given, and if you, if you take it as granted that... It's not overturnable, the first penalty. Then, then it's nil-nil at half-time. And if the second half plays out the same way as it did, based on the first half, we're 1-0 up through Trossard. Absolutely. But, but all things aside, for me, I actually I did not go to the game live. But I did watch the whole game. Um, yeah, the, the game of the day. The full replay, yeah. And for me, it was a high-quality Premier League game between two high-quality sides. Yeah. That's not it actually, the, it yeah. was a very good game. If you were neutral, you were looking at that game, it was a fantastic game. Both sides were playing high-quality football, in my opinion, and to, for, which is a which is a good, good thing for Brighton. So yeah, we, that's a good yeah. point. I, I'm not sure that was praised enough. That was a really good game. It was a game of chess, then it was a game spoiled by decisions, then it was a second half of differences and, and different intrigues. Yeah. Corny, would you go along with that? The, the City game, poor decisions cost us? Yeah, you can say that they weren't they weren't uh, best in line with what we were hoped for. I think the Haaland shove was borderline. Webster looked, made, it look, made it look a little bit weak, but some would call it a foul, some would call it get on with it. The penalty was pathetic. Blatantly kicked his leg out to yeah. try and win a foul. If anything, he's fouled done by say, kicking with, with, with the push, though, I mean, he, he pushed on later on, and it was a clear foul. 
given later on. So why wasn't that given as a penalty? Well, you'd say the same, but... Webster was put off his balance. You can't do anything about that. I feel like Webster was already off balance trying to recover it anyway. I feel like Webster in that position just was, was vulnerable and taken advantage of. If he but stood at the same up, though, time, stood up, it would have been a foul the other way. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if, if, if it's Welbeck against, I don't know, Laporte, it's, it's always going to be a foul, but that's just big, well, big team against, mentality. Well, it's defenders, for exactly. example, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's selective thinking, selective judgments, isn't it? But anyway, there we go. On to today, boo, boos have been mentioned already on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> the Chelsea game. We're playing our old friends, Chelsea, aren't we? A team I can't stand anyway. Nope. They've asset stripped everybody out of the club, pretty much. Yep. I think the tea lady works for them now as well. Yes. Uh, they're nicking our taps today as well, by the way, just in case. They're nicking our what? Our taps, shower taps, everything. All gone, changing room. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Fuckers. I heard the roads have been nicked as well. <laughs> so, even the stewards. Your thoughts on today? Obviously, we, we want to dick them because they're Chelsea. We want to dick them because of what Chelsea have done. Yeah. Are we going to dick them and are you going to boo? Uh, yes, firstly, I will boo. Uh, I wasn't going to, but after the recent announcement that they're coming after a head of recruitment, I didn't mind Potter going and, and taking his backroom staff. He's done a job with them. But yeah. coming back for a second round of retrievals and trying to take the rest of it takes yeah. takes the piss a little bit. Yeah. And that's my level there. Exactly. In regards yeah. to today, I think we will turn up, but I still think we won't do enough. Yeah. I think they'll be just as fired up to try and make sure that they give us a good beating, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on, on, on most aspects. We could get a draw if we're really, really on it, yeah. but who knows. But I'm, I'm going to be booing as well because we'll I think Winstanley's the, the, the tipping point. Yeah, definitely. We have to start finishing. If exactly. we're going to have any chance, we've got to start putting our chances away. We can't rely Absolutely. on. I mean, Trossard's the only person to have scored under Zerbi four goals in four games. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy if he carries on. Yeah, I've no complaints at all. The goals today, fine. At the same time, it's been poor round ever since yeah. ever since he's taken over, and we probably could have scored ten. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the changing point. Wedgie, are you going to be booing today? No. 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 Are you going to be applauding? No. <laughs> Neutral, I like it. Any further comments? No, my view is football is management life in fast forward. Oh. It happens quickly. Yeah? Oh. He gave us two and a half years. That is the equivalent of ten years in normal management life that we're all in. Mm. Ten years is pretty bloody loyal. So to me, where we finished compared to where we started is a damn good place. I don't think you can do somebody who's done that much. We're obviously not happy he's taken resources away, but people know that happens in football. And if you listen to the Bloom and Barber interviews, they've identified the top 25 jobs in the club, and they always have at least one stroke two replacements for every single role. And that makes sense. That's football done properly. So I accept some people will boo him today and fair play, get on with it, enjoy it. But from where we started under him to where we finished, can't argue with that. He's, he's ended up in the right place for him. He did, he did take us to our highest ever finish, and we were on high when he left. There is that as well. Yeah, fair point. I think we need to remember what Hewton Ball was like. It, oh. was, it wasn't great, you know. He transformed us into something that yeah, was yeah. exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, fair play. He I'm was on the up and up. He was always going to go. He's gone. I think whatever happens, the important thing is if we can get a result today. 
what, whatever that means to whoever, we need to get a result because of Deserby, don't we? We do need to get four, a result. Four games that I went. In order to get a result, I think we're going to need to show some dexterity on the pitch. Yeah. What seems to be happening with Deserby is that he has one idea, he has one method, and he keeps ploughing that method. Whereas under Potter, we would make six or seven fundamental tactical changes in 90 minutes. And that's not happening so much. So I'd like to think the players are working with Deserby to try and get more changes made real time to influence the outcome of the game. That, that is the worry, isn't it? Deserby, we haven't seen three, four, five dimensionality to, to his game yet. That's, that's the difference at the moment. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, it seems to be a footballing philosophy, a footballing idea, which the players are becoming slaves to, which is all heavily possession-based. They're possibly a little bit frightened of giving away possession of the ball because Deserby thinks possession is absolutely everything. So that means they take less risks on the pitch, there's less long ball, there's more slow build, short passing, which means the opposition can form up into a nice 6-3-1, ready to just... And that's why we're having to take pot shots from miles out or we're just stuffed out. And you'll have enough video analysis to be able to work out that we've got to be more dynamic. We've got to play more 45-yard diagonal balls to play into the space that is behind them. And uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, we know everything about what Potter will do. Potter will certainly know everything about what we are capable of doing. So it it could go any way. It wouldn't surprise me if it was low scoring, but equally, if they got their noses ahead, you know, where's it going to end up? I'm going one all. Uh, I'm going um, one two. I'm afraid. Yeah. Alan, <laughs> you're going Alan, one, you're going one two as well. Aren't you? Uh, I, I'm always an optimistic Alan, person. Uh, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> we are we are on our own fears. Yeah, I'm, I think uh, I'm going to fall off with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going to go for three one Brighton. Three one Brighton, like it. I like it. All right, I'm more be optimistic. More pre-match in a moment. Cheers. Right, play Gilmore. Play Gilmore. Exactly, Chris, exactly. That's what I've been saying all season. Gilmore should be playing this game. Lalana is up top, guys. Lalana's up top. That famous finisher, Lalana, is up top. Uh, scoring legend. It's phase two of the podcast. Chris, your thoughts uh, pre match? How, how are you feeling? I haven't seen the teams. Just change the teams. Just do something different. He's. We've tried to do a lot with the same team that he inherited from Potter, but he's not done a lot, so change it. I'd, I'd rather us try something new, try something different, so get one good new performance out of it and lose and get a point. <laughs> At this stage of the season, yeah. I'd rather see us do something different. Play Gilmore, we're alongside Cassiano, centre of the park, put McAllister back up as a number 10. He's the fastest player turning the ball over. What you got to do? Give it a go. Spot on, Chris. Spot on. And also, we've got the 500 Miles song as well we could sing to him. <laughs> there is that too. Fairly Gilmore, Fairly Gilmore, Fairly Gilmore, Fairly Gilmore. La, 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 la. And also, <laughs> Cole will get, Cole will be inside now as well. Yeah. I've got to be for this game, of course, as, as you know, but... After that, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, he's, oh, yeah, he can't play for this. Warren times, but, you know, when you've seen teams that you've thought, no, I'm really not keen here, quite often that's worked out well, hasn't it, in the past? It has. Recent I'm history sure. of the Albion. Yeah, I'd state, yeah. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather see in Cisco on a seam sheet or Ferguson on a seam sheet 
Oh, well, and, and Ciso and Sarmiento are yeah. massive talents. Yeah. We should yeah. be getting them involved in this yeah. game. Mitama's playing. Mitama's playing. Starting. Oh yeah, I missed that on the. So Mitama is playing. Oh brilliant, he's starting. Lamp is on the bench. Which is only his second start after the Forest Green League yeah. Cup match, yeah. which we were at, Alan, weren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Bernard, <laughs> <laughs> He's still got his shorts pulled up too high, by the way. I've been watching him. I've been watching him. Anyway, uh, Mitama, Mitama being is a big plus. That's going to give them some pressure down that right side yeah. of their defence, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, De Zerbe, he's, he's, he's always going to try and out, outthink the coach, and obviously, it's, it's, this is probably, probably the most difficult game for yeah. the home, for De Zerbe to outthink, because Graham Potter knows the players and those formations, and knows how to uh, actually yeah. stifle. So he's got to do something different. Whether, whether the people like Welbeck, for example, uh, I'm not sure whether he's injured. Is he on the tough bench? I'm not sure. Uh, um, I'm not sure, not sure we could chat that while we're chatting. Like, um, but uh, in terms of the overall picture... No, I mean, Welbeck's not even on the south bench. Yeah, so he's, so he's obviously a problem. He's, he's, yeah, either that or he needs a full rest. Yeah. Just need a rest. He's full yeah. game. So, I mean, for me for me today, I mean, obviously I want to win. Obviously. But normally, I mean, if we, if we win today, we want Wolves away, which is usually quite a good... A good Good place to go. Happy hunting grounds. And then we've got Villa at home, which uh, they're not doing particularly well. We've got a chance. I mean, yeah. I'm always, as you know, I'm always an optimistic person. We could be nine points. We could, <laughs> you know, 24 points. Before the World Cup, we could be points. on 24 points, which is absolutely fantastic. And, and then we win the World Cup, Alan. Oh, hang on. No, we're getting a bit too carried yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the way I've got to think about it. So today's a little bit of a, an interesting game. All right, yeah. Well, let's let's see how it goes. I think it's going to be a lively reception for Graham Potter. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I, Who's I, booing what and why is going to be the I, question, I, isn't I think, it? I think the problem. Is, I'm not going to boo him to start with, but obviously, as the game progresses, if things are not going our way, then I'm going to get more and more angry. Then, <laughs> yeah. think, Take so, it all out on him. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's um, one of those things that. But he has upset the, the rhythm, hasn't he? Whatever yes, happens, it has. we would have had more points with him staying in position for the rest of the well, season. You never know. Never Versus know. a change, I'm surely. Yeah, I'm surely. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But we see, we see. I mean, we see how things evolve. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I've got a feeling about deserving. He's got some, there's something about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it could actually be an upgrade of Potter. Yeah. From, um, in the long term? Um, Let's hope so. Yeah, we just got to see how it, how it goes. But I think long term, I've got a feeling. I've got a good feeling about him. Yeah, so do I. So do so, I. Uh, I love a bit of Zerbi. Let's see how it goes yeah. today, Alan. Yep. Cheers. Speak cheers, to you boss. after the game. Cheers, right, Kevin. I'm doing a bit of podcast stuff here. Welcome to the Chelsea game. <laughs> Lots of booing going on, isn't there? There is. There is. Um, are they booing the kick? Because it's very, very shit, it's, isn't it? It's awful. It looks like uh, <laughs> they're dressed in Lion King onesies. <laughs> uh, that's all I can uh, really relate that to. It's yeah, awful. It's, um, I don't know. I don't think you can begrudge Potter maybe going to Chelsea. Uh, so I'm not really booing him. Do you reckon a lot of the boos are just to do with Chelsea themselves rather than... Any of the individuals that have left Brighton? I think so, yeah. I mean, um, they are fucking pissing me off. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah. They look like they're going to get Winstanley as well. All yeah. down to money. I don't know. You could you could say the individuals, you know, should stand firm and say no. But if someone offered you £12 million a year to do a job, you'd take it, wouldn't you? So yeah. you can't really blame him. But, but yeah, Chelsea is a club. I'm not quite sure how, how they want to suddenly... Get, get from, you know, 
by buying anything anything with with Russian money to to, to suddenly becoming you know wanting to be, develop everything from grassroots level yeah um, exactly. you know without having anything themselves in place I really don't know yeah uh, there was that story I don't know if it's true their owner uh, it was interfering with um, team selection which is part of the reason that Tuchel uh, Tuchel sort of got the got the boot so to speak but uh, he, he, he produced uh, I think it was a 4-4-3 formation uh, just illustrated that he didn't have a fucking clue about soccer because uh, you know, the, the goalkeeper wasn't involved so oh there's a goal and it oh fucking hell Tried to chip the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a whole ethic of the club, really. Um, and you know, Bruno and his uh, sorry, not Bruno, Potter and his team may be fair dues. Bruno and the goalkeeping coach. Um, I don't know. Maybe they should have stood firm. I don't think they. I don't think they're getting that much more money, are they, than they were down there? I don't know. Just no, be no. nice, someone to say no. Because you know, I'm starting a job here and I want to finish it. Really. I, I guess. Yo! Yeah! I, I guess you just have to accept that's the world we live in, and, and the fact that you know we, right now are a smallish club, and they're never going to get into the you know financially into the big. Well, league. this is the chasm. So, so they're so always they're always going to be subject to. Picking off the best players. This is what's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this, though, Kevin. Oh, okay. it's a great start from Brian. I think the Albion are up for this. Two chances already tipped over. We have some corners, and the crowd are up for it. And Chelsea in a horrendous away kit are trying to break out from the back. Chatting, we've got one in up, Kevin. Can we do this again? <laughs> Trossard against the big club. Who knew? John, I've got John to my right. John, you've been you've been with me for a few years here in the West Upper. How was that for you? Brilliant. What are, you, what are your favourite moments? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Especially the crowd. The oh. Roar. Oh. Come on! Have that, Potter! So you're not a Potter fan then, John? No, no one. <laughs> I used to. You, you booed him, didn't you? I used to be, but not now. Not right. what he's done. 
how, how much of that is that you don't like Chelsea as well? Because I can't fucking stand them, no, I have to I say. Is that is that about fifty percent of it, or thirty percent of it, or seventy percent of it? How much of it is about Chelsea? How much of it is about Potter and Co? One hundred percent, definitely hundred percent. Hundred percent Potter. Yeah. Whoa! Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a lively game! I knew this was going to be lively. I didn't think it'd be this lively. We scored after what was it? Five or six minutes, wasn't it? Five minutes, I think. Chelsea are in our half with a free kick. What a game, what a start, what an atmosphere. We want a free kick on halfway. You're just a shit, Brighton and a Valbian is the main song. Talking. Are you loving this? We're doing a podcast. Right. I'm loving it. Hating Cucurella. Loving the atmosphere. It's brilliant, isn't it? Fantastic. John, in between us, is calling Graham Potter a snake. And how old is John? Oh, 73. Let's get Come on, Paul. I've not had you on before. Paul, my old mate from the school days. Sitting in a row behind me in the West Stand Upper. Your first words on the podcast. What are they? Brilliant start this, mate. Unbelievable. We're well up for it. Yeah. Eddie, do you want to add to that as well? Yeah, I'm not too sure about the booing, because I think that uh, both of them have done very well for us. Yeah? So why boo? Agreed. 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 Yeah. But I'm enjoying the whole pantomime thing, though. <laughs> Kevin, we're 2-0 up. <laughs> We're looking at the replay, which has been shown. Added on to the crossbar and in. Who scored it? I couldn't see. This, this is absolutely fucking perfect, isn't it? Potter comes back to the Amex and he's 2-0 down. He's 2-0 down on 14 minutes. This is the dream, isn't it? We, 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 we're too long in the two to know that that may not be the way it finishes, but we can enjoy this. Listen to this as well. Sacked in the morning. Look at sacked in the morning. Sacked in the morning. <laughs> This is brilliant. Brilliant. I'll take any, any kind of goal. So we had two goals. Who scored so far? Trossard and an own goal. And one other. They're too embarrassed to announce. And we've got a, we've got a corner. Silver. They, they've threatened here and there, haven't they? They've, they've been okay, but yeah. it's one of those games where you feel it's going our way, don't you? So far. A little bit of luck on the uh, defensive yeah, front. Yeah. Um, maybe you're getting all luck in one game. But Here we they're, go. They're working on... Gross for the um, corner. Oh! It's bad, got it. Right, I've just had a quick look. And it appears that we are 3-0 up on Chelsea. Kevin, 
Um, well, I, they I, keep scoring I, against I, themselves, I, don't they? Did we sign OG? He's a tremendous player. Brilliant player. Brilliant player. Oh, best player. Yeah, best player. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, This is fucking brilliant. We're on the attack again, 3 0 up. Kukurea is getting shit like you wouldn't believe for everything he does wrong or not. Listen to this. And for all those cocky assholes, on trains down to Brighton today. Up yours, you assholes. We're three and up on you. Take it or leave it. What an atmosphere. What a game, John. Are you enjoying this? It's the best game I've seen so far. And the Amex. Yeah. In what, nine years of coming? Ten years? It must be nine years, yeah. yeah. Graham Potter's getting sacked in the morning, according to this. Is that, it? That's a bit harsh after one defeat in 10 or 11 games. However, his team is getting battered today, isn't it? We've deserved this too, haven't we? Once a snake, always a snake. Oh, cutting. But I do think it's a mixture of we deserve this in terms of how we played and also the fact that it's just running our way, isn't it? It is running our way. There's been a couple of times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I hope he's enjoying this because we are. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, they scored really early in the second half. It made us a little bit more nervous. 3 1 at school. Nervous, was on, uh, 54 minutes. <laughs> Are you nervous? <laughs> I am a little nervous, I have to confess. But I think we need to steady the ship in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, just get a hold of the ball. Um, if we they, can see them out for another 10, we should be okay. A bit more direct. I've got a feeling uh, we've got another goal in us. But not before they score. Yeah. Um, just need to get hold of the ball and keep it for a little bit, really. Yeah. Uh, they are getting the upper hand. Um, they still look a bit disjointed, you know, yeah, for, I agree for, with that. For, what, for what they are. Um, but obviously they've got individual talent there. Just got to stick together at a team. They start to make a bit of noise as well, which is unusual. Yeah. We're not, we're not heard yeah. it at all. For the first 52 minutes. The extra couple of fosters at half time probably helped. Yes. <laughs> and here and we are. The sorrows. Yeah. And we got a throw in. 3 1 up, and we've got a shot on goal. Blocked. Second phase, here we go. On the right wing, Solly. Two men on him. One of them's Kikoret. Oh, he's not mixed. He's not mixed. Him. But the ball across the floor. Mendy, the half-time substitute goalkeeper, collects it. Hey, 
Mendy, yeah, Mendy. Oh, Mendy. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy, yeah. Oh, Andy. 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 What a shit shot at goal that was. Right, here we go, John. You're sitting next to me. We've spent several years together. We had some great times. 3-1 up against Chelsea. 77 minutes gone. Not too bad. I've got a funny feeling we're going to score here. What do you think? We've got a corner. We've got a corner and... Very touchy. Very Let's touchy. find out. Let's find out. Here we go. Here we go. No, it's going nowhere. But we're still on the attack on the left side now. Esther Pinion with a cross back in. Oh, the header's gone nowhere. And we want to throw in. No, they've given it to Chelsea. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. 78 minutes gone. Uh, by the way, Kukuri has come off to a resounding load of booze. Who's coming on here, John? Do you know? No. I think Mount's coming off, I think. They've had two yellow cards, by the way. I think it is. Pulisic is off. This ref hasn't been too bad, has he? A couple of bad mistakes, but he's been okay. Yeah, yeah. Better than average. At least we can say that. So they've got a throw in. Shibo, a few steps up from us, is shouting Palace reject. I'm sure that's at uh, a Gallagher. And we might be about to dispossess them. No? The referee and his soft-hearted bullshit has given them a free kick from nothing. And here we go, Dunk trying to get the ball. Lamptey trying to get the ball. So Chelsea building from the back. Trying to get into our half. Long ball forwards. Good touch. But Lewis Dunk is on the case. Lamptey, he shimmies, he shakes, he gets the ball forwards. They fake, they fake a dive and win the free kick. Surprise, surprise. So, 80 minutes gone. 3-1 up, the Albion. Should be about 3-0, 4-0. Absolutely dominated the match. They're pushing the ball around, trying to do something. And we've got, what, what is it, 10 minutes, John? Plus stoppages. Ten minutes to go. So as long as we don't concede in the next two or three minutes, I think it's job done. I might do. I might have a job at Sky. Sky, are you listening? I'm interested. <laughs>
o'clock. Well, there's five minutes to go, plus stoppage time, and we got a sub. Crossbar coming off. And we got Jeremy Sarmiento coming on. They're not pulling that back, are they? No chance at all. Respect. Respect in adversity. <laughs> Great touch from Salmiento. Good skill. The referee, the referee has given a ridiculous, ridiculous decision. Salmiento and Trossard had the better of the man there. And he, he didn't give it. He's given a free kick to them. Absolute disgrace. Talking for the podcast. 
final words. We've, we're coming into the 90th minute. In fact, we're in the 90th minute. Uh, we've, we've battered them, haven't we? We've been brilliant. To be fair, it is the best home game of the season, without doubt. The crowd are behind the Albion. Everyone's up for it, and we played unreal. Yeah. And we thoroughly deserve this, don't we? Deserve it 100%. 3 1's probably about right, to be fair. To be fair, first 20 minutes, you should have been 3 0 up, 4 0 up even. And yeah. they come back into it. Yeah. But at the moment, 3-1 fair result. The beauty is, they've been Chelsea. They haven't been a, a shadow of themselves. No. They've been Chelsea. Yeah, Maybe not the best version of themselves, but they've been all right. But Graham Potter can't beat Graham Potter's football. <laughs> he can't beat Potterball. Can't beat Potterball. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> fucking hell! A minute after stopping recording, we've fucking gone 4-1 up. 4-1. Happy! sweet revenge. Have that, Possa! Have it! And that's after they gave us a shit decision. They might be. I might have been offside or something. It's been given. Popular. I'm not a fan of this. It's a good one. Here, get up, Chalky, on Chelsea. I love his style of play, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's open. quicker than Potter's. Yeah, there's no magic about, is there? And we've been overdue this win. Also, Chelsea, the only team we've not beaten in this division. Here, this side. Here, here, this side, this side. Sarmiento on the ball, on the left side. He's got, he's got Purvis on the overlap. He's come inside. Sarmiento wants it. He's got the skills. Oh no. Too wide, too wide. Cross come shot. But we're falling up.
Just what the doctor ordered, huh? In Brighton. match we're in the north stand concourse and we've beaten chelsea uh i believe it's four chris we'll just check four one four one did you enjoy that yes it was absolutely brilliant to do it against the top top six side in first of all to turn it on statement we to deserving substitutions game on positive impacts all-round awesome game made them look like muppets and matt you you sit a couple of uh six away from me in the west stand upper you've been there for several years along with me suffering suffering so many days and nights of trauma and ah it's, it's been horrible However, you were there today and we won 4-1 against Chelsea. Are you feeling okay about that? Well, to, win, to beat Chelsea, one of their teams we hadn't yet beaten, and not just to beat Chelsea, but to beat Potter's Chelsea, it just makes you feel, just, just makes you feel a bit satisfied, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Very satisfying, very satisfying. Not only beat them... But many outplayed them, and then, yeah, sure, they came at us at the second half, but we held firm, we were defensively good, and then we got them on the break again. And what more do you want? Deserved its first win, should have been sooner, but my God, what a win. We did brilliant, didn't we? 4 1 win, what amazing, amazing score, amazing scoreline. Uh, what a day, what a day. To a man, we beat them physically out four them out four every second away. Sanchez a little bit nervy in second half, a couple of services, a couple of saves to make. But overall, I mean yeah, if I was a Chelsea fan, not that we heard them because I only heard them for the goal. Oh they were terrible Where were weren't they? It? Where were they? I mean shit fans. Yeah it's just really surprising. They didn't seem to they just seem to be uh, over, you know, overall by the situation, they didn't seem to understand what this game meant to Brighton and to Brighton fans in particular. Didn't, didn't understand. This was not just a game, this was a statement. Lying on the sand, lying under Potter going, deserve his body's first win and a big win. That's it. Well, there, there we go, Matt. That, that's the thing, isn't it? It, it was a statement. Yeah, it was. And just to get that first win against, um, deserved his worst win. And it, 
having to be against Potter, against Chelsea, it just makes it feel that much better, that much more satisfying. Fantastic teams, I've absolutely loved it. I'm going to impose myself on Mr Townsend as well. Just for a final word, uh, post-match on the, the, the match, we've just beaten Chelsea 4-1, David. How, yeah. how do you feel about that? Well, I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, uh, fantastic performance. A wonderful first-half performance. And uh, I think to a man, they were superb today. Difficult difficult to pick out a man of the match, I thought. But I can't say that I would have got my votes, personally. McAllister. Same here. Same. Dunk, dunk. All superb. But they were all superb. Um, and really encouraging to see NCSO come on and attack with pace and confidence. Yeah. We, we battered Chelsea 4-1. Yeah. This is insane, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy days. Yeah. Well, it had, it had to, the first win had to come for the Derby. I'm so pleased for him that it came against Chelsea. Yeah. What's not to like about it? There, there was a few uh, anim, animosity-based reactions, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you feel about that? Do you think it was about right? Um, you got the measure right, or...? Or was yeah, it a bit over the top? Well, I, I wasn't booing, but I wasn't, I wasn't clapping them either. So, you know, um, but I, I thought actually, I thought it really contributed to the atmosphere and helped get us up for, for the match. Um, so I thought the players were so up for it. Every, every one of them was, was up for it. And, uh, and I think the hostile reaction actually probably helped us in that sense, you know. Yeah. It doesn't always go that way, but I think it did today. Yeah, yeah. So. Fair play, fair play. Even the East End was making a noise, which is unusual. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final word back to Chris. West End upper with me. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, just that game had everything. Um, it just felt like, it, it just felt very important that we draw a line underneath all the possible stuff, everything that we we now go on and make our own way. And I think we can. I mean, Cisco coming on, Sarmiento coming on, all those young players, we now know that they can cut the mustard for us. They come in, work so hard, they will, they'll, I mean, Cisco looks awesome when he came on. It'll be great. The future's bright. The future's blue and white. Yes. That's what it is. The future is brighter. Yeah. There we go. Chris, thank you very much. We'll speak to you next time. Indeed. Oh, here we go. I'm now with the gent, Raymond Wright. Over to you, sir. Well, Russell, um, I must say I woke up this morning, not quite sure what would happen. First half, best attacking performance, possibly, that we've had seen at the Amex, uh, I think, in the Premier League ever. That includes our first stint under Mullery and Bailey. I think it was just fantastic. Had we scored four or uh, five or six goals first half, wouldn't have flattered us. I mean, if Deserve is going to serve up attacking football like that, that's great. My only comment is uh, the depth in the squad was very thin when we had about three or four under 23 players, 21 players there. Really thought we played well. Casino McAllister, uh, fantastic. We played well off the ball the second half um, when Chelsea came back, but it was just superb and you know great. And I'm so pleased to serve everyone. The Potter Amex curse, which we've experienced for the last three seasons, 
struck again and uh, it was and the, the noise the support in, is the best I've ever heard I've never heard it so good consistently and the that, crowd were really up for it has got to be a reaction to the whole Potter thing hasn't it I think it was but it, it, in which case can, can Graham come every week that we're playing and so we can get the same reaction I mean but, it, but it, you know, if the crowd can do that every single week we'll become a very intimidating place to come to and we won't just beat say, Chelsea 4-1 we'll beat a lot of other teams by that sort of score so I thought very good Sanchez did play well really good save important saves at important times I just thought that's how football should be and I really enjoyed it high energy high tempo and the first half I suspect the passing accuracy stats would be very good our accuracy passing wise fell off second half but uh, I just thought great my man of the match I think by a whisker casino Gareth second and Sanchez third and Trossard yeah. well Trossard scored again didn't he well yes so exactly yeah. have to say more I'll probably go with uh, Caicedo as my man of the match Matt your man of the match and what do you think of the game game was unbelievable I mean to score four against Chelsea a top six top six team um, uh, same man of the match yeah Casado works for me uh, maybe March March was impressive down the uh, down the wing again yeah yeah I, th- I thought it was great 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 day out great day out sensational sensational days moments and uh well, what can I say apart from get in? We beat the 4 1. We beat the 4 1, Matt. Uh, yes. Well game. Woo hoo! Right, Evening Star, post match, we had quite a few beers. I'm with the discerning gentleman that is, Mr. Alan Wares. I am bloody discerning, I really am. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most discerning gentleman Brighton has ever produced. Tell me about what you think today was all about. The Chelsea game. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Listen, the whole booing thing I was a little bit uncomfortable with. I've got no problem yeah. with Kukurea. He behaved like an absolute arsehole. <laughs> the whole thing with with uh, Graham Potter, I think it's possible that he just didn't realise how green the grass is on this side of the fence, assuming it was green on the other side. And yeah. it surely is. Absolutely. You also get to realise that... Given that Bowley is trying to create a sustainable football club by bringing in the likes of Potter and all his wizards and (laughs) bringing in players that are not going to cost a fortune, that will have access to the pathway. Chelsea has a lot of young kids and they never get an opportunity. They're, they're, They're foisted out across Europe or across Britain. Whereas Grand Potter is more likely to give them the opportunity. They'll, they'll, they'll be on that pathway a lot earlier. But you get to realise that because Chelsea, expect, well, as one of the big six clubs, Chelsea, like the other five, are expected to have their players up and ready. They're expected to be <coughs> as good as they can be in order to slot into their first team. Whereas the likes of the Albion, we have to nurture our players in order to make them good. Yeah. And it's all about the pathway and making sure that the nurturing is correct. So with Chelsea, they're expected to do that. Now, with bringing Potter in, it's going to be a slightly different thing, and Chelsea fans have to be a little bit patient. However, 
This is a scenario we, as Brighton and Hove Albion, are used to. So when it comes to Brighton against Chelsea, or rather Brighton against Brighton and Hove Albion Old Boys, <laughs> you get to realise what is going on. That we have played against the Chelsea side who probably are operating at their maximum because they are supposedly the best players whereas our players because they have had different managers and I include Graham Potter but I also include Roberto De Zerbi these players are still on their improving curve and Chelsea have come unstuck against the side which where the away manager seems to know or is probably knowledgeable of how we're going to play or at least 90% of all going to play has had a nasty surprise and De Zerbi has actually put his mark down already in that sense it's, we're probably playing Chelsea at the right time give it till after the World Cup where a lot of Chelsea players are going to the World Cup but not so many Brighton players are going to during that time, between that mid-November and the end of December, Deserby will all be able to operate, because we don't have any matches, an awful lot more time to put his ideas down. So come Boxing Day, when we're away at Southampton, expect to see another Albion again, where Deserby's ideas are probably closer to being at their fullest. This is a mini close season we've got coming up. So the club... I previously suggested was marking time <laughs> until today where we give those Chelsea bastards a good hiding it's not just the fact we've beaten a top six side it's beaten a top six side that felt that they can rip us to shreds treat us with impunity like a, a bulldog a sadistic bulldog with, with a, a toy cat and rip us to shreds and we've turned our back on them and said we're having you and we did and it's not about whether Chelsea played well or Foster got his tactics right we were the best players on the day we defended well we attacked well and we showed the footballing world that there is life post Potter Potter is not the issue here this is about Chelsea's behaviour this is why I didn't boo Potter I didn't boo Billy Reid Bruno Salter Ben Roberts I fully respect what they've done for this club I have disdain and contempt for the way that Chelsea behaved thinking that we are their feeder club yeah and that's what makes today's game so much more beautiful the result was just karma yeah no I think you've hit the nail on the head and I totally agree with you thank you darling well we're you know we're here for that aren't we uh, but you're right the, the degree of disdain that that that's arrogance that's why I was so joyful about the fact we beat them 4-1 to 3-1 to 2016 unless the, the City went in the, the Football League the, 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 the Premier League yeah and you, you had the likes the reaction across the big clubs across Europe yeah. especially the Agnelli family that own Juventus yeah. who were Leicester City what have they done not, they don't bring money in the arrogance is the arrogance the scale, is there isn't it? it's off and the, the, the big six almost like got their, 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 their sort of got finger wagged to say make sure this doesn't happen again so here's Brighton challenging having the audacity to challenge the top six and Barcelona failed Sexopoly. to qualify again for the Champions League absolutely they, they, you've got the, in, 
exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? So what's happened in the, the, the top six have closed ranks and they've said, right, Chelsea, you do this. Tear that club apart. Without realising that actually, for everything that you tear apart, we've already got a ready-round replacement. We've already got a ready-round replacement for Paul Wynn Stanley, should he ever go to Chelsea. It might be someone within Deserby's ranks, it might be someone else that the club has already got his eye on. But you try and rip the heart out of us, we're shitting your milk. Because we're too deeply embedded, aren't we? We have... We've had to adapt our philosophy, but it's the correct philosophy in order to make this as sustainable a football club as possible. One, you know, that we're kind of understood to be a very well-run football club. We don't have nutters. We have we have Tony Bloom at the helm, who is himself intelligent to know what he doesn't know, and that's where his that's where his his other people are. Yeah, that's where the likes you've got Paul Barber come in, and you have Paul Winstanley. And once upon a time you had David Ashworth. Now you've got David Weir. And the systems are in place. If we lose Paul Win Stanley, we don't lose just Paul Win Stanley. But the systems that he's put in place remain with us. Yeah. This is not about the people, this is about the systems. And making sure that the people who come in to replace those people are the right ones. This is where we got Roberto De Zerbi in. We've seen a small change in those past five, six games that he's, he's been the manager. But not a gear crunch. Yeah. Not a complete change. The biggest change we ever had was between Russell Slade and Gus Poyer. Roberto De Zerbi is... I'd like to think will become eventually Potter Plus. But hopefully so. Hopefully so. But the point is, is that other clubs are looking to see what we're doing. And you think, how is this bottom six club so gratuitously punching above its weight? And it's just because whatever we do, we probably do it right. The audacity we've got to dare, to dare to, to be punchy. Andy, but at this point, let's bring Andy in as well. Andy Bass, friend of the show, friend of Albion Moore as well, of course. Indeed. Um, <coughs> we were just talking with uh, Alan there about um, Chelsea and about the big six and all that stuff. I, I, I absolutely fucking loved the fact we stuck it to those guys today. 4-1 today. Four. Just the four. Just the four goals. But is it more than that, though? Obviously, that's fucking brilliant, but is there more to it than that? I think, I think there is more to it than that. Um, I think the circumstances surrounding this game, the um, the big the big the big media narrative that was going around that we should all be grateful for Graham Potter and that everybody we should be dropping our caps on his return is utter bollocks. Yeah, I um, enjoyed not doffing my cap to him. Yeah. My my cap remained undoffed uh, throughout <laughs> the entire. Mine was still in my pocket. Throughout the, throughout the entire game and it was and I tell you what tell you what I really enjoyed was like the players exhibited the same feelings that we did it's like yeah. it, we, we you know we're, we're in the stands we're shouting we're booing we're doing whatever we do yada yada but I tell you what 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 counted was the players went at Chelsea from minute one yes. there was no there was no respite yeah. they they were at the they were at them and Chelsea couldn't handle it. They, I, I think they were expect, I think they were expecting it a little bit, 
because because Potter's not an idiot. He knew he knew there'd be a reaction. But I think they were. I think they were genuinely surprised. I think they were genuinely surprised. Oh, that is clearly There's some more That is clearly There's some more that is clearly coming clearly, in. That is clearly <laughs> Um, but I, I think I think they were I think they were genuinely surprised at how intense our play was. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it from from the players, and I loved that we got that from the players because like the players were us. They were like they were like we were as one today. We were as one. We they were they they were like the fans today. They were as, they were as pissed off and as anno- and annoyed as we were. They felt they felt the desertion, the um, betrayal. The, it was a betrayal. Betrayal, desertion, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But yes, the, the players felt it. They turned they turned up on Thursday after after the rest of the game, and then like everybody else had buggered off, and um, they didn't like it. It's like they turned up for work. Everybody else wasn't there. They had to make to amend, with what was, and they didn't know what was going on. And they were just thinking, "Well, hang on a minute. How can you leave us like this?" And I tell you what, they showed them what a mistake it was. Absolutely, they showed them. Graham what a Potter should have stayed at a big club. I'm surprised that song. I, I maybe it got, got a song. I don't know, but I didn't hear what it. I really loved the song that I really loved, and it was sung at the end in the 90th minute and I think it might have been before the, uh, the the fourth goal went in was the um uh Christ what's it called Seven Nation oh Roberto De Zerbi he loved love loved that yeah he really I mean, notwithstanding that with the first goal right. he got told off by the referee for how far he came onto the pitch to celebrate <laughs> you know He's an boy, no it was great and it was a brilliant was, I'm so pleased with De Zerbi I mean I was at, I was at City on I well, went to the game I went, I went to City it. last Saturday and I, I thought we were, I thought we played really well that second half was exceptional and um, we deserved a lot more out of that game than we did get but our performance made the journey home a lot easier because I, I was really pleased with it and I just thought yeah you know what we did ourselves proud today and I tell you what they really did themselves proud today and that we've been booed out and it's almost worth not winning those first five games so that we could get that first win for deserve it thank you very against against, against Potter and um, I enjoyed your um, podcast and like oh, yeah it's just it's just which one did you listen to uh, I know it's just like Graham, Graham Potter they're still brilliant manager absolutely brilliant manager for us the reason the reason why we feel so viscerally about it is because he was so good and what he had done to rebuild this club over like the last yeah. three years and the fact that he just ripped it away in four days and like you know he left with more than you, you felt real passion about this matter didn't yeah you? I absolutely this wasn't just ah I fuck him you really no, absolutely, really absolutely sickened and sickened yeah. and I think and I think I think he showed a lack of faith in himself can you hold more beer oh yeah <laughs> I think I think he showed a lack of faith in himself because I think whatever he had done with us this year he would, have been, he would have been picking his next job. People wouldn't be phoning him up. He'd be choosing his next job. And, it, and the thing is, he just took the first one that came along. So the first one that came along... Yeah, it does feel a bit... Yeah. Well, more or less, but it feels a can bit I, cheap. Can I, can I just throw in into that mix, given Chelsea's sort of kind of monthly attempt at ram raiding and uh, uh, our football club? 
the whisper is is that you know the word is that it seems to be that Trossard may or may not be on his way. I think it depends on the nature of the World Cup that he has. He's putting himself in the shop window. Hopefully, he can sign a new contract before he goes. I'm not convinced he will, but depends on he, the fact that he's not a Belgium first eleven choice. Leads me to believe he's not going to make the impact that he feels he needs to. But if it is the case that Graham Potter comes sniffing around him, all I'd ever say to him is, do you really, really, really want to play for that shower of shit? Because they were bollocks. And there was nothing you could do. You'd have had to have put Steve Austin, Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> and Lindsay Wagner in there. <laughs> and they still would have been cack. Six million dollar people. All that. <coughs> I love those references, but I actually, I actually thought Chelsea were quite good today. That's why I'm really. Well, that's what's beautiful. I'm, I'm really happy about I, today. I agree with you. I don't think they were bad. Well, I, I think Chelsea were the best team we played today. Yeah, played the, they played, did. They did. Played, played, played this season. This is and, the beauty. And we, and we, and we fucking spammed them four-one. That was the best side we played at home. They did what a lot of Graham Potter sides have done in other words absolutely cream themselves through the middle of any given midfield and then they get to the edge of the area and they we didn't park the bus they made a roadblock and they ran out of ideas we didn't we didn't park the bus Sanchez made some good saves yes. I thought I thought, he, I thought he had a very good game today oh, he was good he defence worked hard the defence worked hard I thought Dunk again absolutely <laughs> temporary Webster I thought had a good game particularly bringing the ball forward you look at the number of players that we saw Esther Pinian was blimmin' excellent he was we saw, we saw Raheem Sterling Sick. we saw of Kukurea we saw off Pulisic. And Sterling, he was a danger the whole way through the game. You're worried about him, aren't you? Yeah. But we sorted him out. And Webster stuck him in right. Sterling was not a factor. I just thought, I, I, I was thinking, like, who is that 17 guy? I was like... I only recognised it as him by the way he flapped his arms. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I like, you know, um, was it, uh, Havertz, Havertz was very good. Yes, yeah. he was. For them. He, they're, they're, they're a fucking good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a fucking good team. And we beat them 4-1. Havertz Mount, they they had good players. They were creating very good space. They they were but they they were they, they were causing us problems. But it's like Leicester. Well, this is about actually about a lot of the top teams. The only ones that isn't woeful is is Man City, and that's why they're top of the table. And I know, I know we I know we had two two run goals in our favour today. But I tell you what, we forced those. We forced, Absolutely, yeah. We forced those own and goals. And can I just point yeah. out how very Chelsea it was that they moaned their asses off about both of them. Yeah. About you know claiming offside, claiming can't habeas, be, can't be habeas. Offside. Can't be offside if you put it in the net. Yeah, exactly. Habe, maybe habeas, habeas corpus. corpus. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Channel Four, <laughs> an earthquake. You know, Magna Carta. They can claim bloody anything. Your boys took one hell of a beating. Well, I was. It was yeah. brilliant. I mean, it was. A, it was a. It was an absolutely great day today, and I think. I'm really pleased with Roberto De Zerbi. I think he, I think he deserves, he deserves that, deserves the accolades he's going to get. They'll today. be dancing in the streets of Donatello's tonight. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's made an impact. He's come in. He's he's had to take over. <laughs> he's had to take over. You know, oh, admittedly a good team, but a team that had been rent asunder by 
pretty much the entire coaching staff leaving. Same rent as Sunrise definitely saved it after you said about Don Zellers. And uh, I was going the wrong way, but now you <laughs> you saved it in your Shakespeare. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm so pleased for him because I tell you what, I think he's done a good job so far. Yeah. I can see I can see what he's trying to do with the team. I think he's still going to take the team a while to really get fully up to speed with what it was. This is where that with what it is that he wants them to do because he, he's asking them to do something quite difficult mm. that that short incisive passing game ping 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 you've got to be able to I mean that work, that you need to be able to get the ball under straight away it's like when you watch someone like City they've got players that can do it we don't have players that can do that right now we can do like, we can do it a bit but not to that that this high level this is what makes me think that we're so, all busy in January so oh, I, I, sorry, I, there goes your beer. I need to buy you oh, a new no, one. No, no. I like, I like, I like that. Oh, for fuck's sake! I like, I like that. Deserby is making these demands on these players because if we want to be a higher level team, this is, these are the things that we have to do to be a higher level team. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that they're not easy. They're not easy to do. They're not. They're not easy to do. And. Um, it's a and we are slowly but surely picking it up. And I, the, and I, I love the substitutions today. They were aggressive. They were they were substitutions that stretched the field. Just when like Chelsea thought they might be able to play themselves back in because they, they got the early goal in the second half, we brought on quick forward players that meant that their defenders couldn't rush up. It's like, yeah, we've got Inciso, got Sarmiento on there. It's like, we, you've got to, you've got to hang back. We stretch the field. Thank you. Thank you, sir. This, you know, stretched the field with the substitutions. And Cizo almost created a goal as soon as he came on. He certainly created the fourth goal. Uh, just because all he does is go forward. It's like, I'm here, the ball's there, the goal's there, I'm going in that direction. I'm not going to go side to side, I'm not going to go backwards. He is what I would call a textbook 1980s English footballer. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely superb from Enzo, who just wants to make an impact. And it reminded me, ironically, of like, you know, the only other time I've watched him really play for a long period of time was that Forest Green Rovers, yep. where that's all he did. He, he, I thought he basically carried our team for most of that for most of that game. Particularly the first half. Particularly the yeah. first half, he was he was he was just just picked the ball up and he was he was wherever the ball was, he was sniffing it out. Whereas like the rest of the team, were, oh well, yeah, okay, we're you know, we're all right about this game. We don't really that bothered. He was bothered about it. He wanted to make an impact. He thought, I've got to make an impression. I'm new. I'm young. I'm not. I'm not first choice. I've got to. I've been given this opportunity. I've got to make the most of it. And I tell you what, he made the most of it at Forest Green, and it was noteworthy. I thought the way that he played at that yeah. in, in that game. But I actually watched. Um, and, he, and, and, and he did exactly the same thing today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched. I watched. I was close to the touchline before he came on as a substitute. I mean, the, the, the coaching staff deserving it. All the coaching staff were really cheering him up. Hugging him, giving him words of encouragement before he went on the pitch. It was almost like they were really trying to pep him up for something, you know, these, these big moments to come on, come on, come on the pitch. He might not be an immediate 
player no. for us right now. But I think once we start ha- once we start having to sell the other players that are going to get inevitably sold, then then he's coming in and then he's going to be the big player and he's going to be the one that we have to try and keep hold of. Um, so it's a beautiful I, paradox, isn't it? Yeah, and I and I just think we're used to it now. We know how to deal with it, and it's it's annoying that we do. It's annoying that Tony's not in a position to say no at the moment, and it's frustrating for us as fans. But I see why he has to employ this policy right now because he's because all the all the while he's looking to recruit top quality talent into the club, and like and if you. If you just say at top quality candidate, I'm not letting you go anywhere. Then, then they're not going to come. He's going to say no. If you get a, if you get a really good offer, then oh, I'm not going to like it. But and so we have to like we have to incrementally build up. Yeah, we have to incrementally build up year year by year, and then we we will if and if we do that, then we'll get in a position where we can say no. Because we've got, we're a better offer than you. That's that's but the challenge. That is, that is the that is the challenge for Tony at the moment. He's as much as I hate to say, he's not in a position to be able to say that because Chelsea are a better offer. Um, you know, they're they're in the Champions League. They, you know, they're in the top four. They, yeah, you you may stick your tongue out. I'm, I'm vomiting. Here. Uh, you <laughs> may you may vomit, and uh, and to be honest, I share your nausea. But um, <laughs> but being realistic, like short term wise, that's just the way it is. And I like, I don't think that Tony gains anything out of like slamming the slamming the brakes on on that sort of thing right now. We are probably, I would say, three or four seasons away from where we are, are able to say, "No, you're staying. We're going we're gonna to do what those what, what, what those guys want to do." This is a tantalising prospect. And is it? But 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 we have to stay in the game, and and we do. And I thought, like we had Cesar and Sami and A today, I thought we got a glimpse of the future. Maybe like two or three years, years down the line, they're going to be our main. They're going to be our main players rather than the guys who are our, our main players at the moment. Um, so yeah, we can we can do that. Um, we can do that in the future. It was just so brilliant, and I loved the fourth goal. I wanted that fourth goal. So good. I wanted the emphasis. Just, sorry, sorry. I wanted the emphasis on the margin of victory. I wanted it to be three goals because we we were better than them by that much. We 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 earned it. They they didn't earn anything. I thought I thought Chelsea were good. I actually do think they were our, our best opponent that we faced. But but I thought I thought that was our best performance, and we, yeah. and we were brilliant. We were brilliant. And the, the passion, desire for the players, the passion, desire for the fans, absolutely fantastic. Just absolutely amazing. I really am going to enjoy this this win for quite some time I might do too Andy I might do too and on that note I think we should sign off it's been absolutely fucking brilliant today 4-1 against Chelsea we're in the evening start had a fantastic night we're still drinking a few beers Alan's got my pint over he's got me another one I didn't know that I did see that I did that but there we go so let's sign out stay or fall up the Albion up the Albion 
Social Podcast Network.